0: Pastor Chris's podcast. One of the best purchases that Kelly and I made was back in the spring of 1998, and we bought a camcorder. And we were expecting our first child, Gavin, to come along soon, and we wanted to begin to document that experience and keep track of our family through the years. And so we did that. And this, you know, was back. Before, everybody was running around with a smartphone that had a camera and a video recorder on it so that you always had that with you. Back then, it was, you know, people had cameras, but they didn't have them with them all the time. And, you know, a camcorder was, was a more expensive purchase, and it was not something that everyone had. But we did that, and we began to capture video footage of our life together in our early 20s all the way up uh, until today. And of course, we've switched over to videos with the cameras on our phones and all of that now. Uh, we don't even have a camcorder, so to speak. It's just used what we have on our phone. But recently, we went back and we had all of those old tapes in a Tupperware box because... We realized that if we didn't do something, that the footage was going to be lost. Those tapes, you can't just put them in a VCR. And who has a VCR anyways now today anyway? So you have to have a special record. You have to actually use the old camcorder to watch it. So we took them to this place in Dalton. What was the name of that place? Do you remember? Fast Photo down in Dalton. And, and they put all of that footage onto a DVD, so uh, and of course DVDs will be obsolete at some point too so but hopefully we're trying to get a digital copy so we can continue to reformat it as the the decades go on but we've been going through and watching some of those old videos and Kelly's got a little pad paper and she's sort of making a catalog of of all the different things, so that if we want to find something, we can look on the catalog and we'll know where to find it, what DVD is it on. It's over 50 hours of footage, so it's going to take us forever to go back through it, but it's been fun anyway to go back and see pictures of Gavin and even have footage of people who have passed on and are no longer with us and, of course, me and Kelly and our young, beautiful, young 20-year-old selves. um, Just... It's fun, but it's also interesting to see how the world has changed so much just in the last 23, 24, 25 years and in my lifetime at 47 seen so much when when I was a child, we didn't have computers let alone internet and all of that sort of thing. So I can't imagine how much the world has changed for those who are in their 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s and all of the different things that you have seen change. So much has changed, but one thing doesn't change. God and his love is the same. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen? Amen. The world and its ideas and its values are always changing, but God never changes. When I was 20, I worked in a testing lab for a textile chemical company. We tested the product that was going out and, and did all kinds of research on it. One of my co workers was an intern from Taiwan named John Lin. Now, obviously, John grew up in a culture very different from my own and I was fascinated to learn from him and to talk with him about you know his culture and John was gracious and he, he seemed like he, he liked to share. He was a very outgoing person, very social person, which was a good yin to my yang, being an introvert and very quiet and, and that sort of thing. But he loved, he even invited us to come over to his house and to um, some parties that he was having with all of his Asian friends. So he had friends, he was from Taiwan, but he had friends that were Chinese. His girlfriend was Japanese. So he, he had all kinds of access to different things that, was outside of my realm of normal life. Took us to some Asian restaurants, and these were not Americanized Chinese or Japanese. This was the real stuff where people went, and they didn't even speak English in these restaurants. You had to have someone there to interpret for you and to tell you, eat that, but don't eat that. And, um, and we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. John also said something that reflected a growing sentiment in our world and especially in America as we've become more and more diverse. In speaking about religion, John said, Chris, I believe all religions lead us to heaven. So maybe you believe in Jesus and so that is the road that leads you to heaven, but I have a different religion that leads me to heaven by a different road. Ultimately, he said, "We all end up at heaven together. We just get there by different roads." And on the surface, that seemed like uh, uh, some something wise. My friend John was expressing an idea that a great number of people believe in our country today: belief that all major re- world religions have the same goals and ultimately lead people to heaven just by different methods. In other words, if you were to shrink that concept down to just a short phrase, it would be all roads lead to heaven. Many people like my friend John believe that the Christian gets to heaven through Jesus. a Buddhist gets to heaven through Buddha. The Muslim gets to heaven through Muhammad, and Jews through the Torah and Hindus through their own pantheon of God's and since this all roads leads to heaven belief says that everyone is ultimately going to the same heaven, we can just live and let live. There's no need to, to get too worked up and to argue with one another or to try to convert anyone else to our religion. In fact, to do so would be disrespectful and offensive And since we all need to just get along in an incredibly diverse society with many different religious beliefs, we need to just keep our religious beliefs to ourselves, don't take them too seriously, keep them private, and just let everyone else do the same. Well, the all roads lead to heaven concept may make it easier for people of many varying religious beliefs to live together in harmony, but is it really true? In this series of messages, we've been going through and looking at what the world says and comparing it to what Jesus says. Now, what did Jesus say? In John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. No one can come to the Father. That's God in heaven except through Jesus. So Jesus believed and taught that there is only one way, one road. And he said, I am the way or the road. Early Christians didn't refer to themselves as Christians. They referred to themselves as followers of the way. Which way was it? It was Jesus' way. They believed, as Jesus taught, that it was the the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one could come to God except by that way. One time, my friend John Lynn asked me what I believed about religion. He said, do do you believe that all roads lead to heaven? And it was a very hard thing to answer, a very hard thing to say because I really liked John. I valued his friendship and I didn't want to say anything that would offend him or anger him or hurt our relationship. But I didn't know what else to say except the truth as far as I understand it and as far as the scripture teaches it. And I said, my belief is what Jesus said in the Bible. Jesus said there's only one way to the Father in heaven, and that's through Jesus. And um, John said, kind of in a humorous way, but in a serious way, Oh, Chris, I don't know if we can be friends then. And uh, we did remain friends. We did remain friends. And I don't know if that's a credit to John's character and his patience with me and my ignorance or supposed ignorance, or if he respected that I didn't withhold the truth from him, even if it was a hard and difficult truth. It would have been much easier just to lie and not to say what I believed to be true for the sake of not being offensive. But I felt a conviction that I needed to tell him the truth and he could take it for what it was and hopefully receive it in the, 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 with the attitude of true caring that I was offering it. But we stayed friends, at least until he moved back to Taiwan. And after that, we sort of lost touch. This was before Facebook and social media, and it was hard to keep up with people. And, um, I've gone on Facebook now and tried to track them down, but you know how hard it is to track down a, an Asian person with the name John Lynn? And you haven't seen them in over 20 years. Um, but I guess it is still possible to love and to respect people who believe differently than you, if you even if you admit that you believe differently from them. But is Jesus really right? Is Jesus the only way to heaven? Or can you get to heaven through one of the other major world religions? Or even can you get to heaven through your own personal ideas about God? Ultimately, I don't know if there's a definitive way for me to prove one religion against another, especially not in a short 20-minute message. But all major religions can't lead to the same place because they don't even teach the same thing about God or where we're going. Christianity teaches that there is only one God and to worship any other God, but the one true God is a grave sin. That's one of the very fundamental things about the Christian religion. Hinduism, on the other hand, teaches that there are many, many gods, thousands of gods. And Hindus have thousands of shrines to all of their various gods, and they worship them all. The two beliefs about God are in absolute contradiction to each other. They can't both be right. That would be like one person saying two plus two equals ten. And another person says 2 plus 2 equals 4. And both of them being right. It doesn't work that way. Another world religion, Buddhism, teaches that there is no personal God. And so the Christian idea, what we've done today, praying to God. Not talking to empty air, but praying to a personal God who hears us, who cares about us, who answers us. That idea makes absolutely no sense in the Buddhist religion because they don't even believe that God is a person who exists, who can hear you. Furthermore, Buddhists don't believe in heaven or hell as most people typically understand them. And yet Jesus taught, Those who repent and put their faith in him are forgiven, made perfect, and spend eternity with God, their creator, in a place where there is no more suffering or sickness or death. And Jesus also taught that some who do not repent will be punished in hell. And so Jesus and Buddha can't both be right. The Muslim concept of heaven, what they call paradise, is radically different from heaven as described in the Christian faith. Muslims believe that they earn the right to go to paradise by living a righteous life. Whereas Christianity explicitly teaches salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. No one can earn salvation. Ephesians 2.9 Jesus and Muhammad can't both be right. Christians believe you live one life on earth and then pass on into eternity, either in heaven or in hell, based on whether you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Buddhists and Hindus believe in reincarnation, the idea that you are reborn as either a higher or lower animal based on the way you lived in this life. So if you are, for instance, if you are a good person, you would be reborn into a higher class of life. Maybe you would be wealthier or better looking or come from a better family or whatever in your next life as a reward for the good behavior in this life. But if you are a bad person, you might be reborn as a rat in the next life. And maybe you know some people that you really don't like and you might find some comfort in knowing that they were going to be a rat the next time around. But that is certainly not what Jesus taught. The idea in reincarnation is that you will eventually work your way up the spiritual ladder until you reach enlightenment by your good behavior. But reincarnation is absolutely in conflict with the Christian teaching of justification by faith alone is not by what we do. It is only by the grace of God when he forgives us for our bad behavior. Both cannot be true at the same time. So I understand it's very appealing to believe that all roads lead to heaven just by different means but it just can't be logically true. The only way to accept the teaching that all roads lead to heaven is to change the various world religions themselves until they are not authentically themselves. It is to water them down to nothing more than fairy tales. And many in our world who Maybe some who do not believe in God or religion are okay with that. They would just assume to get rid of God and religion altogether. And if they can't, at least they would be happier if those religions and faith systems were just merely traditions that people followed, but didn't take them very seriously. Let life, some people think, let life be only about making human beings happy. And so let's just encourage all the different religious people to view religion as optional, as something fun and nice and maybe interesting, part of your heritage, but not something that they should take too seriously. And I think Satan would love nothing more than for people to view religion as just something fun to practice on the side, something to pretend at, just a tradition or a heritage. That would make the enemy so happy for people to go down that road. But as for me, I take my faith in Jesus very seriously. It is not just life and death. It is eternal. It is eternally important. I believe it is the most important thing in life and eternity. It goes to the core root of why we are here. Why we draw breath into our lungs. We were created by God to be in an eternal relationship with him. And we either will or we won't. If we are in an eternal relationship with God that is the definition of heaven. And if we are eternally not in a relationship with our creator God, that is the definition of hell itself. Which would you choose? A relationship with God or something else? I'm praying that you will choose the relationship with God.